Harry finally decided to ignore the distractions outside the lab building. Moving slowly and painfully in his 72-year-old body, whose warranty had recently run out, he liked to say, he went back to his computer simulations. The protesters and guards could keep up their antics for the rest of the afternoon and into the night for all he cared. He turned up his radio to cover the noise from outside so he could concentrate, though he didn't have to worry about his calculations. The supercomputers actually did most of the work. The portable boombox tucked among books and technical papers on his shelf had never succeeded in picking up more than one station through the thick concrete walls, despite the jury-rigged antenna of chained paper clips he had hooked to the metal window frame. The lone AM station, thank goodness, played primarily oldies, songs he associated with happier days. Right now, Simon and Garfunkel were singing about Mrs. Robinson, and Dr. Gregory sang along with them. The color monitors on his four supercomputer workstations displayed the progress of his simultaneous hydrocode simulations. The computers chugged through numerous virtual experiments in their integrated circuit imaginations, sorting through billions of iterations without requiring him to throw a single switch or hook up a single generator. But Dr. Gregory still insisted on wearing his lab coat. He didn't feel like a real scientist without it. If he wore comfortable street clothes and simply pounded on computer keyboards all day long, he might as well be an accountant instead of a well-respected weapons researcher at one of the largest nuclear design laboratories in the country. Off in a separate building on the fenced-in lab site, powerful Cray-3 supercomputers crunched data for complex simulations of a major upcoming nuclear test. They were studying intricate nuclear hydrodynamic models, imaginary atomic explosions of the radical new warhead concept to which he had devoted the last four years of his career. Bright Anvil. Because of cost limitations and the on-again, off-again political treaties regarding nuclear testing, these hydrodynamic simulations were now the only way to study certain secondary effects— to analyze shock front formations and fallout patterns. Above-ground atomic detonations had been banned by international treaty since 1963, but Dr. Gregory and his superiors believed they could succeed with the Bright Anvil project if all conditions turned out right. The Department of Energy was eager to see that all conditions turned out right. He moved to the next simulation screen, watching the dance of contours, pressure waves, temperature graphs on a nanosecond-by-nanosecond scale. Already he could see that it would be a lovely explosion. Classified reports and memos littered his desk, buried under sheafs of printouts spewed from the laser printer he shared with the rest of his Bright Anvil team members down the hall. His deputy project head, Bear Dooley, posted regular weather reports and satellite photos, circling the interesting areas with a red felt-tip marker. The most recent picture showed a large circular depression gathered over the central Pacific, like spoiled milk swirling down a drain, eliciting a great deal of excitement from Dooley.
Storm brewing, the deputy had scrawled on a post-it note stuck to the satellite photo, our best candidate so far. Dr. Gregory had to agree with the assessment, but they couldn't proceed to the next step until he finished the final round of simulations. Though the bright anvil device had already been assembled except for its fissile core, Gregory eschewed lazy shortcuts. With such incredible power at one's fingertips, caution was the watchword. He whistled along to Georgie Girl as his computers simulated waves of mass destruction. Somebody honked a car horn outside, either in support of the protesters or just annoyed in trying to get past them. Since he planned to stay late, those demonstrators, weary and self-satisfied, would be long gone by the time Gregory headed for his own car. It didn't matter to him how many extra hours...